Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. Count your blessings and stop complaining, both of you. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Putting fake money where their big mouths are. Money talks, then a game that I pick. Believe me, it's a winner. What I know could get you rich, because all I pick is winners. Money talks. Mackey and Judd are picking games for this weekend against the spread. Are they pros or Joes? Let's find out. Mackey and Judd. And uh, Todd Furman usually joins us for this segment from the Bet the Board podcast because we usually do it on Fridays, but he is all day long tied up doing his own podcast and things like that. So uh, people are asking, why are you guys doing all your Friday segments today? It's a good question. Yep, answer we're it. Gonna be, it's Vikings bye week, and so we <laughs> take some time off once in a while, and uh, we're going to be off on Friday. Not all we. Well, Judd and I are going to be off on Friday because Dave we'll refuses be the, to take his vacation we'll be days off the next couple during days. the bye week. Yeah, That's you could take him with, with us, Dave. We could go. I'll go do something the next two days. It'd be a lot of fun. Some type of retreat or something for the yeah, show. I'd love to. You Sounds want, great. You want to take those days off? It's late now. Well, I could have. Dave told burned all of his off days going to My, Idaho or Montana or Oregon, U- right? Utah. Oregon? I think it was Utah. I'm just not given any. What do you got? You got the five week plan now? The six week plan? You guys are unbelievable. You got to flex your muscles in those big negotiations. I tried. It didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Just because GL all all has 12 weeks of vacation doesn't mean the rest of us do. Should we move on to our picks before you guys get uh, in trouble here? All right. Here are the standings. (laughs) Far too late. After uh, pretty much half a season here, Judd with another three and two above 500 week, 24, 15, and one on the season. I went two and three last week, so I'm two games behind Judd at 22, 17, and one. And a Dave with a three and two week is up to 18, 21, and one. So six games separate the three of us, and uh, that means Judd will pick first. And we don't have a Vikings game this week, but we have five games on the schedule. Mm-hmm. And let's start with Arizona at home as two and a half point favorites over lowly and winless. San Francisco. You are a sick, sick man for including this among the games. I, I saw you are just, something's wrong with Drew you. Henson and C.J. Beathard and said, we have to put that game on this. Uh, wh- uh, who did I say? Drew Henson. Uh, he was the Yankees guy, right? Yeah, and then the, uh, it's the same Michigan guy. Cowboy and one-time Viking quarterback. Yeah, pretty much the same guy. Anyway, it's a very sick thing to put this game on there. I have no clue. I am going to, so the game is in Arizona, but Arizona is giving two and a half. Both these teams are going to absolutely stink. This game is going to be unwatchable. I'm taking San Francisco only because I'm getting the points. I have zero clue. Yeah, zero you know clue, what? and I hate the fact that you put this I'm game I'm with on you on this. I think there's a know. little extra life in the 49ers organization. They just found their franchise quarterback, who might not play in this game, but they found their franchise quarterback, 
And if you look at San Francisco in their eight losses, they have a three-point loss, a two-point loss, a three-point overtime loss, another three-point overtime loss, a two-point loss at Washington. They've been blown out the last couple weeks against Dallas and Philadelphia. So when they don't play top teams, they generally keep it pretty close. They're due for a win. They're not going to go 0-16. I'll take the points in this case. It's not a big travel week for them. It's Arizona, so I will take the points in San Francisco. Right. David? Uh, you do know that the game's actually in San Francisco and not in Arizona, right? Oh, even better then. Yeah. Even better then. I was <laughs> I'll gonna... take San Francisco. I, I was... Nice work, Mackie. Oh, right then. Nice work. My I bad. looked at My this bad. thing and I said, what are the Arizona's at home and you guys are picking the Niners? I can't believe that. But I'm we... pretty sure the game's in San Francisco. Oh, so I just double-checked. and Yes, it is at Levi's Stadium. So, yeah, when it's crap versus crap, pick the home team. Crap versus crap and points involved. Oh, so, so we're all going to San Francisco. All right. Uh, so San Francisco. All right. Uh, second game here, Philadelphia. Check on this. I think they're home as seven and a half point favorites over Denver. I'll take Can a Can you tell that I mailed in the research because oh, Todd's clearly. not going to be on the show? Yeah, clearly. <laughs> clearly you did. I mailed in the research. It, it is like in Philly. Did. In All Philly. Right. All right, we got it right. Philly, seven and a half point favorites over Denver, searching for a quarterback. All right, so Denver's going to start. This just came out this morning. Brock Osweiler, quarterback in this game. I love <laughs> how we're back to that now. Uh, Denver's Denver's defense I like, but here's, a not surprisingly, What's happening now is Denver's defense is turning against the offense because they're frustrated, and when that starts to happen, the defense eh, can occasionally start to give up. Philadelphia, it's their year. I don't know why. I mean, they're a nice team, but they're the type of team that's now going to win 13 games or something like that. Uh, So despite the fact I'm giving a lot of points, I am going to do it, and I'm going to take the home team, the Eagles, because if they win by 10, I'm not going to be surprised. Yeah, uh, the cross-country travel is a thing here. So I'm taking Denver Mostly because I feel like it's a classic case of everyone's on Philadelphia, yeah. everyone's off Denver, and so that point spread would probably be more like four and a half or five and a half, and I'm sure Todd would have that if, uh, if he was we here. asked him. But I'm going to take Denver to keep it closer than seven and a half. Mm, that's very tempting because that half point scares me. But Jai, he's your X factor coming from Miami to Philadelphia. He's going to lead the boys. Or maybe not, but Philadelphia's going to crush them. I'll take the Eagles at home. Uh, Seattle at home, I think, has seven-point favorites over Washington. Judd? All right. uh, Seattle just made a trade for a left tackle. Washington's offensive line, I believe, against Dallas had guys starting who they flew in on Friday. Their (laughs) offensive line is a complete mess. The game's in Seattle. I believe Seattle, uh, their, their win streak's, what, four games right now? Four or five games. Seattle, being Seattle, has uh, begun to turn things around. I think they're going to be improved, energized for this game because of the trade. Long way of saying I'm going to take Seattle. See, these are always tricky because my my gut says like a backdoor cover for Washington, but Seattle is emerging. They're on fire right now. Russell Wilson is playing well, and um, this just feels like a Seattle rolling type of a game that puts Jay Gruden's job in jeopardy as we start to go forward to the second half of the year. So. Uh, both of us have Seattle, Dave. Hmm. TJ Clemmings, the starting left tackle last week for the Washington Redskins. Now that, that inspires confidence. Delicious. How did that happen again? I mean, this league, my God. Seahawks, what did they give up 38 last week? They won. Uh, it was at 41 to 38. Yeah, was the final and score. certainly it was Deshaun Watson. He's having a very good year for the Texans. But 
I mean, they can give up points. So seven seems like a little too much for me, even with the cross-country travel for Washington. I'm going to pick one up on you guys here. Give me the Redskins. All right. Uh, game number four here, Kansas City. It's a pick'em game. Kansas City and Dallas in Dallas. Pick'em game. So Kansas City came back and won last week after dropping a two in a row. This is a short week. I don't hate Dallas. I don't love them. I don't hate them. But if it's a pick'em game at home, I'm going Dallas. Yeah, this is, man, I think Kansas City's the better team here, but the short week, the Dallas home factor, um, I almost feel like Dallas is the team that the pros would be on here, but I just can't shake the fact that Kansas City's better. And so I'm going to take Kansas City against my, uh, probably against my brain. Do we have a decision on Zeke yet? Do we know? Right now he's suspended, right? I thought no. I, a, I they filed an appeal again yesterday, ugh. so I think at this point he's not necessarily going to be suspended. But he might be. Who knows? This is ridiculous. He could be. Uh, Chiefs. Chiefs went on the road. I think the over under on this. There's there's some aspects of this game that haven't even been made available yet. Actually, the Denver game was like that too because they don't know who the quarterbacks and uh, it's only midweek. All right, last game here. NFC North battle between Detroit and Green Bay at Lambeau Field. Detroit. How often has this happened ever? Detroit, a favorite on the road at Lambeau Field. It doesn't happen. Two and a half point favorite over the Packers. Okay, I am now firmly of the belief that the Fire Jim Caldwell Tour has officially started. Detroit's not that good. Detroit's playing poor uh, football right now. Packers had a bye week. The Packers aren't that good. This game is, this game once again, damn near unwatchable, but I am going to take Green Bay. Home team getting points. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, I give up. I don't there's know. There's really no winner in this one. There's about two or three games that just should not be shown to the public. And you've got two of them on our picks this yep. week. But Detroit should win this game by a touchdown. You got Matthew Stafford. You got the Detroit is broken, but Detroit's a better team than Green Bay. And I get that it's being played at Lambeau, but Detroit, this is your one shot. Go in and take care of business at Lambeau Field by a touchdown or more when Aaron Rodgers is out. It's not going to happen very often. I'm going to take Detroit to cover. And if you want to know why ESPN is seriously considering giving up National Football League rights, this game is one reason why. This game is one reason why the league is going to go, or the the TV people are going to go to the league and say, if you can't protect Aaron Bleepin' Rodgers, forget about it, we're out. Judd picking the Packers here is the epitome of somebody picking with their heart and not their head. All you want is for Jim Caldwell to finally be fired what? so you can say, I told you so. One of these years, he's gonna going to get fired. I Judd Packer fan there. Oh, it's uh, no, it's unbelievable. I'm going the other way. You just want to be right about your negativity. Uh, Lions <laughs> win. I'm sorry, I'm not jumping off the, uh, the Brett Hundley bandwagon quite yet. And actually, right. don't you guys think the best case scenario for the Vikings would be a Packers win here because it kind of bears the Lions, and it's not like the Packers are going to ride this to five straight wins. Unless but, they do. I was going to say, you know, if they get hot now, you never know with the Packers. You know how many years Mike McCarthy's invested in those quarterbacks? Yeah. <laughs> Three. <laughs> Three, in which I've mostly just asked them to come over and handballs off to the scout team running backs. But I'm investing a lot of time a lot of in work, those guys. A lot of work with those guys. Yeah. Uh, Mike Golick Jr. will join the show here shortly. For his weekly appearance, we still have Judd's keys to a Vikings bye week. But uh, we're staring at a TCL 55-inch Roku TV right now. It is America's fastest-growing TV brand. The reason why TCL has exploded across the world 
in terms of manufacturing and delivering the TVs, that's the best tandem of any TV company really in the world. Uh, they are top-notch in both, and they're providing a great revolutionary entertainment environment in your living room. We're talking about four times the picture quality of a standard 1080p TV. And with the built-in Roku device, we're talking about access to thousands of streaming channels. And if you're a sports fan, that means watch ESPN and Fox Sports Go and Big Ten Network to go. Uh, You'll be able to stream a lot of these early season go for basketball games from your TV, not just from your small screen on your phone. And also 450,000 plus TV show episodes and movies. You can find out why TCL TVs are all the rage by stopping into any local major retailer in the Twin Cities. You can also visit TCLUSA.com. Mackie and Judd. Let's get back. Mackie and Judd are back on 1500 ESPN. Football. You can hear him 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. on 1500 ESPN. He is Mike Golick Jr., and we need to talk about the Browns, Golick Jr. Oh, my God. That's, that's no Nothing good ever follows that statement, by <laughs> no. the way. Like, I have still yet to hear the good news that follows, A, we need to talk, because it's usually <laughs> coming from my girlfriend when she's upset. And then you throw the Browns in there, you know it's really DEFCON 1. We need to talk, dot, 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 is always uh, is always the worst. <laughs> so there's a, there's a report that the Browns not only didn't file the necessary paperwork after the Bengals did to trade A.J. McCarron to Cleveland, that they were too busy celebrating the completion of the trade and forgot to submit the paperwork. Like, And I feel like it's only appropriate to, at the end of that sentence, put celebrating the trade for A.J. McCarron. Right. Like, they were so busy popping bottles for A.J. McCarron coming to Cleveland that they couldn't remember to save the trade. Every headline I see coming out of Cleveland just gets sadder. And, like, while I want to believe that that's the absolute truth, what the real truth behind this is, is that you've got an organization where the head coach and the front office just clearly, again, can't ever get on the same page. Because if this stuff is constantly the kind of stuff that's on the way in after you brought Deshaun Kaiser in the second round, like what kind of message are you really sending to us other than you guys have really never been on the same page with this? So, with, so Golik, with most teams, if this report came out, you'd be like, oh, come on. I mean, something happened, but... But the reporter's twisting the truth. There's no way, right? The Cleveland Browns are the one team that you could see them being like, we've made the trade. This is the greatest. Pop the champagne. Oh, no, the time has expired. we got to run to the league. You could actually buy this story. And that's the thing, as I said in all of this, is even if the headlines that we were seeing and the tweets that were coming out weren't 100% true, the fact that we kind of look twice at it to begin with is proof enough of just how inept this group has been and it's so unfortunate because going into this when you had the whole regime change you bring in Hugh Jackson and you've got Paul D. Podesta I looked at it and said you know what this is an organization that has been struggling for a long time you know 20 some odd quarterbacks now they're trying something new and I respect that like I want it to work so badly because it's different in a league that doesn't always prioritize and accept different and now all of a sudden we're seeing again that this is an organization that can't get those groups that they've brought in to try and work together to actually work together and the results have been more of the same and at times even feeling worse. Yeah, I know Michael Jr. is hanging out with us here. I, I hate to make this like a full segment about the Browns, but I just, I, it's, I'm so fascinated by how bad they've been and the way that they've been bad since 1999. And they keep recycling regimes and coaches every two or three years and quarterbacks 
Uh, like AJ McCarron probably popped champagne after finding out that he didn't have to go to Cleveland. But like what? Eventually, you have to find some combination of front office and coach that puts this thing together. But if you're a credible, it, it almost has to be some upstart or some off the wall, outside the box hire because. Who's going to cre- like who with credibility is going to come in there unless you give them ten million dollars a year? Well, and it it really has to be you know finding someone who's going to whether what whatever combination you bring it in with front office or head coach you've got to find two of those groups that are going to commit to working together and bringing in Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson's a great coach. Paul DePodesta, like that stuff sounds good, but when you bring them in and there's no understanding or no agreement, all right, listen. We're going to understand each other's needs. We're going to listen to each other because that's the only way this works. Like analytics isn't a boogeyman by any means, but analytics, if it's not, you know, taking feedback from the coach about what we're looking for in players, if the coach isn't going to them and say, hey, you know, what, what are you guys, what is the, what does the numbers say to do? What are your guys' advice on these certain things? And there's no give and take on either side, then all this falls apart. And so until the Browns can find that sort of continuity, because that's what happens with good teams. That's what the Patriots do every year. And we all sit in awe of they're just on the same page. They row in the same direction, and that seems so more difficult than it should be. This takes guts, but I, that is one franchise where if I was a coach or quarterback and they called me, I would say no. I would say I'm not doing it. Well, Josh McDaniels did You're, that. Right, but I mean, that's the smart thing because cause this isn't a, Mike, it's not a small sample size. I mean, since this franchise, since this version came into the league, you have quarterbacks and coaches who are employed for, what, two years, six games. I mean, there there is enough background now to say, sorry, but I have no interest in your job. No, and it's really a shame because, again, like I didn't grow up in Cleveland, but my dad's from around there. And my grandmother and that family and that side of the family still live out there. And you want to see that place succeed. Like it, it deserves that. That's why watching the Cavaliers run was so nice because that city that constantly ends up as the butt of jokes for a lot of people finally got to have its day. And you feel like it'll only really be complete. I mean, the, you know, the tribe was doing really well too in baseball season. And now if they could just get the football team going, but you're right, any amount of turnover. I mean, continuity is such a key part of the process for any team in almost any sport. And you see the franchises around the NFL, like how the Bengals have been inept for a while, but they've at least enjoyed some modicum of success because they value continuity there. Marvin Lewis at times seems like a guy who should be a candidate to lose his job, but that place likes having that same regime in place. He understands and is still able to get them at least competitive during certain runs of that time period. And the Browns are just never willing to stick around and not cut bait. Yeah. Uh, and so Notre Dame, number three in the uh, college football ranking, the uh, this is going to all play out, obviously. Like we put way too much stock into I'm kind of with Nick Saban and that it's fun and it makes the games more entertaining when there's rankings next to team names. But it'll all play out. Do you think Notre Dame and Alabama belong right next to each other? Like what happens if they replay that game national championship uh, like they met a few years ago? If those two teams play right now, do you think Notre Dame stands a shot? Uh, yeah, you know, what? I think they're. They're better suited in different ways. Like, it's just a different-looking team top to bottom. It's a team that somehow managed to rush the ball even better, and I think part of that is having a quarterback that's a true run threat the way Brandon Wimbush is. That's something that we've seen Alabama's offense benefit from. I mean, Nick Saban and what they've done with Jalen Hurts has been entirely different than the rest of his tenure with the quarterbacks he's had because of the run capability. Defense is where it would get interesting because that Alabama defense is still gifted. Now, they haven't been really tested in the schedule. That's why we see them at number two. I mean, the committee clearly showed us the rankings right now are earned, not given. 
But that Alabama defense, Micah Hyatt, and, uh, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick, I mean, and the rest of those guys in that group are still utterly terrifying to me. So I like to think that, especially with Notre Dame's offensive line, that'd be a strength-on-strength matchup that I would pay good money to see. But at this point, you're still favoring the Tide. Here's the one thing uh, that I'm going to get tired of quickly. Uh, Wisconsin fans, all right? And and Iowa State fans to a certain degree, too. The good thing about this system as a fan, is it puts in place four really good teams to play to play what are fun games to sit down and watch. And Wisconsin's going to have a very nice year, but when you look at their half of the Big Ten, Mike, it's not good. And, and I understand their fan base is going to complain, but if they get left out, I don't care how they do, I'm fine because you can't tell me that putting Wisconsin in is going to give me a necessarily really good team. And this system for the college football fan does put into motion the way at least to get what we consider to be four very good teams. And if that means a team gets left out, to me that's too bad. Yeah, well, and I mean, Wisconsin's one that we talk about this morning, even if they go on and go undefeated and somehow manage to beat Ohio State, let's say that they're the ones that end up coming out of the other side in the Big Ten championship game, you're still kind of looking at it going, eh, depending on what happens with Notre Dame, depending on what happens in the SEC title game of what we presume to be Georgia and Alabama. Wisconsin's one of the few where it's not a slam dunk. Like, they're right there next to Miami. Miami runs the table and wins the ACC championship game. They are in no questions asked. And we at least have plenty of questions about Wisconsin. Yeah. Like, if Wisconsin, if Wisconsin's only loss is to Penn State or Ohio State in the uh, Big Ten championship game, like, their resume's not good enough. I think they're out. And the funny thing is, like, we're upper Midwest here. You know, we're, we're, we follow the Gophers. And so we don't really have a, a leg to stand on when it comes to taunting the Badgers fans. But it feels like Wisconsin, their fan base, they feel like they're Alabama and want to be, but they're really just like fake or diet Alabama. Run the ball, but not as good as Alabama. Play defense, but not as good as Alabama. So, sorry, Badgers. Wisconsin is Washington from last season. And we know yeah. with that team, if you lose one, if, if Wisconsin loses one game, they are gone. They are ejected from this conversation. And it's not even a second thought. Mm-hmm. That was the case of Washington last year. That's all Wisconsin is this season. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Golick. Junior, man. Good stuff. Appreciate we'll it. catch you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. Mike Golick, Jr. Find him on 1500 ESPN here, ESPN Radio, from 3 a.m. to 5 a.m., the pregame show for Mike and Mike. The worst words uh, to his point that you can hear from the wife or girlfriend are, we need to talk. Can you come here and sit down? Wow. Like we need that one a lot? Like, we need to talk is bad, but we need to talk. Can you come here and sit down? That is the worst. That's when you know there's trouble. Yeah. Like, I always assume that. Like I always assume that I'm gonna like be brought to jail or something. If that, I don't think I've ever had that one though. But That's, but you can get like, come here and sit down. If you get the we need to talk, my first response is, oh yeah, what's going on? Because then if they sort of just say it through a wall or something, you're like, oh okay, got it. But when you get set up with we need to talk, and then there's a pause. Can you come here and sit down? That's when there's the last time that happened. Uh, was it about your? What was it about? Was it about your... Uh... Sometimes, you know, sometimes it's not about that big a big of deal, but what I'm saying is <laughs> it sets you up for the potential that there's trouble. It, it was, probably knows it that. It was about your negativity, wasn't it? Joe, we need to talk about your flair. <laughs> no, it was not. We need to talk about your fashion more in his house. Joe, are you wearing that again? Really? Oh, I only got in trouble once. I once wore... Um, I was wearing uh, plaid shorts, and I didn't realize a plaid shirt, you can't wear it with plaid shorts, and I got in trouble for that. <laughs> no, what do you... You look like wallpaper with white legs coming out I the bottom. Didn't, I didn't think about it. It's not my strength. 
you should if you're gonna wear the plaid shorts, you really have to go solid color up top. No, even, I, I, even the stripes was, are a disaster. That's what I was informed of. I tried to yeah. go plaid on plaid. Didn't yeah, work. that is just. That's I was bad. wow. What are you thinking? I clearly wasn't. I wasn't thinking. So you picked out your outfit that day, and that was the end of it for you. Like no longer it you occurred. Pick out your outfit. I had no idea that plaid on plaid didn't work. I'm swear to God, I'm not kidding you. I didn't know. Were they close to the same color? Yeah, yeah, green shirt, green plaid shorts. Yes, green. Okay, well, I can see where you're coming well, from. Well, I thought, and I thought, colors. in my mind, the color coordination was like, okay, I got. I'm, but then you I'm look cord- like a Dean Smith suit from the '70s. <laughs> I understand that now. Plaid Kermit. <laughs> hey, Judd's keys to a Vikings bye week are coming up next with a special guest executive producer. Judd now continues. We return on 1500 ESPN. Well, you hear that? Sounds like we're ready to unlock a vault of knowledge bombs. Here comes Judd Zolgad's keys. <laughs> you all thought that Judd's keys was going to take the bye week. Yeah, he did. I had to go find him in the bar last night. <laughs> That's what you do when they're playing on Sunday. I know, but this was a, he'd been in the bar for like three days. He came back from, from jolly old England, and he was partying, and now I had to go get him. <laughs> Again, no different than any other week aside from the returning from is, England. The problem, too, is he went on that trip, which I told him I advised him not to do. Lost his passport, fell in oh, love. No. I had to get him out of England first, which was a pain, and then he went and got drunk. He's is a mess. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm glad he made it back at least through customs, and sounds like a really difficult week for Keys. <laughs> so the bye week is going to be much needed for Keys. But we had an email request, and I don't think we were going to do Judd's Keys this week. But an emailer to the Mackie and Judd show last week <laughs> requested not only a bye week version of Judd's Keys, but a special. Yacht Rock themed edition of Judd's Keys to the Bye Week. So usually Dave Harrigan is the headline writer extraordinaire and the executive producer of Judd's Keys. Yes. So this week, gonna dust off the old Yacht Rock shoes, gentlemen. Here it's not Yacht Rock season, but uh, in our minds, everything's always smooth and <laughs> early eighties, late seventies. Michael 70s. McDonald like. Yeah. So. I will guest produce wow. this particular this very edition this. of Judd's very Keys. Special. Starting with key number five to the Vikings <clears throat> bye week. If you've seen the last two first halves, and this is one of the few times that Keys, who is surly this week, is actually going to be a little bit negative, you know that the ball has been sailing on Case Keenum. (laughs) And if anything is going to cost him his job, it is sailing the football. So key number five for the bye week is, Case, get your act together. No more sailing passes. When Adam Thielen is open, I don't want to see the ball halfway up the sideline. I want to see it thrown to the receiver. You know what can help, I think, sometimes? Maybe calling some more Christopher crossing patterns. Wow. Well, once again, I ask you, Dave Harrigan, you give me grief for my lines, <laughs> for my attempt to humor things. Oh, come on. I didn't mind the pun so much. Yep. But do we have to play that song again? It was bad enough the first time. I don't, I, know why, I don't know why I mind that song. 
Oh, it's just wretched. I had to put these in the system this morning. God. You see, oh, just I because can't... just because you guys don't enjoy no, no, a no, hot don't, summer day don't include me. with some smooth rock That's in the background don't include and a me. cocktail in each I hand. grew up with this stuff. The okay. fact that you actually enjoy most of these tunes without irony at all is still just unbelievable to me. Uh, there is no irony, and it's a lifestyle. Either, either you're in or you're out. I'm okay, out. Dave. Uh, key number Clearly. four. Vikings by a week, Judd's Keys. Okay, this is where Keys gets very positive. 57th season for your Minnesota Vikings. 57 seasons, four Super Bowl appearances, no Super Bowl championships. Numerous NFC title games, many heartbreaks, but eight weeks into the season, is this it? Is this the season where you can focus during the bye week on a breakthrough? Not only a breakthrough, but a February 4th matchup at your home stadium, making you the first team ever to play host in your stadium to a Super Bowl. Could be. Could be. In fact, uh, you like that? a little bit later on, I have a little more to add to key number four. Uh, a little evidence for you. All Vikings right. history evidence. But key number three, Yacht Rock themed edition to the Vikings bye week. I want you to play that again, and I want the listeners no. and all of you to envision Jarek McKinnon and Latavius Murray, and prior to that, Dalvin Cook making moves on defenders. Slow motion, uh-huh. spin moves, smooth. You see it? Stiff arm going down the sideline. That's right. We all. I'm sorry, not we all. You all thought Adrian Peterson was so important. Not going to be the same without 28 on game day, is it? Adrian's Adrian. He's Superman. Uh Uh-uh. Jarek McKinnon, Dalvin Cook, Latavius Murray have kept you running all season, and you've been better off for it. That is key number three. Key number two, Vikings bye week. Right, the last two keys have been the euphoria of keys alcohol consumption. This is the next day. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to bring it down again. But what a fool believes. 87, 98, 2009. That's right. Last year, 5 and 0. Ah, we all can feel a little bit foolish for that. So, is this it or are we fools to believe? And key number 1, Vikings by a week, Judd's keys. All right, everybody, unless you're driving, close your eyes once again and imagine, imagine a slow-mo of Zim and Teddy on a practice field running hand-in-hand to the press conference to announce his return as they dart around and, and laughing and there's flowers blooming. I know it's October, November, who cares? I gotta try is what Zim's gonna say to Teddy. We gotta try. You're starting on Sunday. Imagine it. Yeah, those, bir- those birds are flying into the. No, they're not the dying. This is at Winter Park. 
This is a winter park. Play the song again and imagine that. Close your eyes. With credits rolling, too, because it sounds like they should be. All right. Those are uh, keys. There it is. Judd's cool keys to a Vikings bye week and uh, leading into the second half of the season. Executively produced by Yacht Rock Connoisseur. Bravo. Phil Mackey. Bravo, Phil Mackey. Uh, Tom, no matter Lo- what Dave says. Tom, loyal listener, tweets into the show, I thought keys was done. I'll be back at noon, I guess. <laughs> uh, uh, Tommy! Tommy, come on! I mean, if you don't like Yacht Rock, you don't have a soul. Sorry, Tom. Sorry, Dave. Okay? So, Dave, if you're on a boat in the middle of uh, July, and you got a you got a cocktail in one hand, and you've got loafers on, what music are you listening to? If it's not Yacht Rock... Uh, well, anything else? Like, literally any... No, I mean, Yacht Rock would be fine for half an hour, play a couple hits that... Oh gosh, even a half an hour sounds like a lot, but you know, maybe it's not enough joy. You know, in your what life. a fool believes. I can listen to okay. that tune. It's got a nice little hook. It's a little yeah. different. Yeah, it's fine, but I mean, come on, this. All right. Are you serious? Give the wind blowing through your hair. Imagine growing up as me in the 70s <laughs> when your choices were yacht right. rock or disco. I'll take yacht rock all day long. You know, there, over disco? There's some there's some uh, compelling disco music from oh, the 70s. I don't for uh, sure. I would Go not ask agree. Johnny Head. I'm sure he loves disco music. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he does. You realize you could find plenty from the 70s that wasn't either disco or yacht rock, right? You weren't just like Oh, I understand that. You know, two sex, political sex, parties here. Sex Pistols, very good. Yeah, <laughs> punk was fantastic. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying I feel like late 70s punk is some of the worst music ever produced. Oh, I love the Sex Pistols oh, are terrible. Yeah. What are you guys talking about? Are yes, you, unless are you're you tone serious? deaf. And, yeah. Oh, no, the Sex Pistols are... No, they're horrible. Fantastic. Oh, you can love the Sex Pistols wretched. and hate you know what? Led Zeppelin. You know what? I'll get Johnny Height in here to explain to you guys the fact oh, that goodie. late 70s punk is fantastic. Oh, yeah. Phil Mackey. Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. Judd Zolgad. Whose butt did you kiss to get in here? Huh? Well, the list is long, but distinguished. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Show your gratitude this Veterans Day at O'Gara's with 1500 ESPN and CenturyLink. Garage Logic will be broadcasting live from O'Gara's in St. Paul Friday, November 10th from 1 to 3. It's powered by CenturyLink. During the broadcast, all veterans are invited to enjoy a free meal and 25% of sales will be donated to local military charity serving our troops. More details at 1500ESPN.com, keyword events. So one of your keys was about the Vikings. This is it was the, was the key that you gave. This is it. <laughs> you don't. Don't really? make don't make really? a mockery of Loggins like wait, that. Wait, wait, okay? wait, wait! I don't cannot, make a mockery of Loggins. How can I take so much abuse for trying to one up things when you just did that? Like that was awful. I thought I nailed it. This is it. A lot of mixed reaction, by the way, in our Not Twitter good. feeds from uh, the awful. yacht rock lovers and the people who just want to abandon me and. And never listen to our yeah, show this, again. But yeah, this guy says that your musical taste sucks flat out. It's fine. Just because you only like and this guy manly says, man music, and this guy Dave says, Matthews band, Phil Mackey is dead, is dead to me after that last statement. Disco and no. Yacht Rock both sucks. Okay, just because you don't... Wait, no, no, no. I did not... I am not dumping on Yacht Rock. That was hair again. Just because you I guys told don't you appreciate I like, the I fine like art I like late of... 70s punk. Yeah, if you don't appreciate but that. But just because you the, don't like that 
doesn't mean that I'm wrong. I the only thing I don't like is disco. I don't like disco. Yeah, you know, the, if if you don't appreciate a fine high harmony, then you're dead to me. Yeah, okay? yacht rock. Here's the thing about yacht rock and why I used to think I didn't like it, but I was wrong because it's, it's been inside you for thirty years. <laughs> what? It has such. It has such a wide array of potential. When we were going. Couple Steely, years, Steely Dan, because some but, Steely Dan can be Yacht Rock. Yes, and a couple years ago, we were going somewhere, and it was the summer months, and you put on the Yacht Rock channel on satellite, and I realized the definition is basically what you want it to be from that era, which is why I like it. Well, I mean, it has to be honed. It can't just be whatever you want it well, to be. Well, but it's very... You don't get to put the Sex Pistols in a Yacht Rock No, but it's, very, it's very broad. It's uh, a very broad the, the, genre. The point I was getting oh, at... Great. Your was not a music discussion. Shaker. It was about one of your keys that yeah. this is it. If you look at the Vikings, once every so often they pop up and they go to an NFC Championship game or have a Super Bowl caliber team. And I'm going to give you some purple Kool Aid right now to drink. That once every ten years, almost precisely since they had that run of Super Bowls in the in the 70s, pretty much once every ten years. They take you on a great run deep in the playoffs, usually multiple years into a coach's tenure. Uh, multiple years into Jerry Burns' tenure, right? They go NFC Championship game, a, uh, late eighties, correct? Nineteen eighty. Yeah, it was, was like it? four. He was like four, four years into the point. Yeah, multiple years yep. in. Yep. Uh, multiple years into Denny Green's tenure, it was actually like six or seven years in. Nineteen ninety-eight happens. Mm-hmm. Now we know how all these ended in catastrophic fashion. I was but, say I'm not you know, sure. Give me purple cool Uh Multiple years into Brad Childress's tenure, two thousand nine pops up. They go to the championship game. Now we're almost. T- you know, so it's like every ten years or so, and mm-hmm. here we are again. Uh-huh. About ten years later, or in this case, eight years later, and the stars are kind of aligning for at least a deep playoff run to the NFC Championship game, and then it's on them to exercise franchise demons. But you know, you have Aaron Rodgers out of the picture now, the one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time in your division in your conference. Out, the NFC is wide open. The best team in the NFC has a second-year quarterback starting for it right now. Uh-huh. So this is. This is it. I mean, th- that's pretty much well, there, the yeah, story of the no Vikings one, since the 1970s. Every 10 years, they pop up. They make a deep run in the playoffs, and this should be no one in the, con- the year. There's no one in the conference that scares you, and the team that looks like they are going to uh, be the best team is Philadelphia, which is a nice club, but they don't scare you. Um, yeah, I, I want to go back to something that you brought up with Murph, though. Because uh, Collar brought this up on the Purple Podcast on Sunday, and I think he disagrees with you. And I'm curious, I'm curious why the thought process would be this. There seems to be a theory among some, and not trying to speak for Collar, but I think he believes this to be true, that if you go away from Keenum, that might be it. Like you can't, you, like you got to be sure. If you, the feeling among some is, if you go away from Keenum and you start Teddy or go back to Sam. You got to be sure about it because if you do it, you know, you're benching case again. Isn't that Case's life? Isn't that Keenum's job? I mean, if Keenum was a high draft pick by the Vikings and they had um, ascended him to the starting job quickly, or if they had signed him to a big multi year free agent deal and now he has the job, I could see all the arguments then about, okay, he's got to be your guy. He's your guy. You're invested in him. But this is a career backup, for the most part, on a one-year, $2 million contract who is fulfilling exactly at at a really good rate of play, but he is fulfilling exactly what you wanted from him. Okay, so let's say let's say you do make the mistake of going to Teddy coming out, out of the bye. 
and he goes into Washington and either doesn't play that well or something sort of goes something goes wrong. Okay. You go back to case. Yeah. Like I, I don't, don't know why people I'm, I'm with you. I don't know I don't why people act the, like that's a big problem. I don't get well, the once whole, you go away from him, then what Yeah, but no. But I mean he's going to if you go away from him and then something goes awry and you've got to go back to him, that's his life. Yeah, I guess just to simplify it as clear as possible coming out of the bye week. I stick with Case for a little while longer. If Bradford's not ready to play, and if Teddy Bridgewater, you just want to maybe wait a couple more weeks just to get him more acclimated to practice. And the guy just started practicing two weeks ago, for God's sakes. But when it's time to make the switch, I make the switch for one main reason, because I think Case Keenum has a glass ceiling on top of his head for how well he can perform. I think you're sort of seeing it. This is the best he's ever played. This six-game stretch or whatever it's been, is the best he's ever played in his NFL career, which has spanned, what, six years or so? I mean, he hasn't been a full-time starter yeah, that five. whole stretch, but it's like yeah, chunks of five or six seasons. Approximately, yeah. So I think a healthy Teddy Bridgewater with this offense and an offensive line that's been very good and a left tackle that hasn't given up a sack yet, I think he's more accurate and gives you a higher ceiling on a team that has a chance to make a run in the playoffs. I want to see what that looks like. That's 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 as simple as it is. I think Teddy Bridgewater and also Sam Bradford of Healthy have higher ceilings and can perform better with this team around them mm-hmm. than Case Keenum. But if they don't, to act like once you make the switch, well, now like now what are you? Yeah, he's no. mind bleeped for six no. years. Like you just said, Case Keenum has bounced back and forth between starter, backup, yeah. third string, second string, yep. starter, backup. He can sit for a couple weeks. If something knocks him out of a game injury-wise or performance-wise and you go to Teddy Bridgewater organically, and then after, like, two games of Teddy Bridgewater, ah, you know what? Eh, It's not really clicking the way that we hoped. So we're in win-now mode. Let's go back to the guy who won five or six games for us in the first half of the season. Why can't you do that? You can. Like, why is that? I don't think there's any reason why you can't. And, And so if you ask yourself... Both sides of this equation, which is this. What is the best for the short term? Because you've got a chance here. And I think the best for the short term is if you if you can get a quarterback back in there who you think has more upside than Keenum. So if you're playing in a playoff game, you say, who gives us the best chance to win that playoff game or those games? Okay, that's the short term. The other side is this. Going forward, who do you want? All right, Bradford's out. No way. That knee's bad. I don't want any part of Bradford. If somebody signs him to a three-year contract, good for them, but it's not going to be me. All right? Now we're to Case Keenum and ask yourself this question. Have you seen this year, are you seeing enough to say, you know what? The investment might be worth it. I might. And and by the way, he's played well enough where he's not coming back here on a one-year, $2 million contract. Someone's going to give him three years now. I mean, someone's going to give him a very decent contract. Have you convinced yourself that you want to be that team? Because that would be the only other compelling reason to go in that direction. I say no. I'm not signing him to a. It wouldn't shock me if if I'm not signing him to a multi-year potentially. You know, big a case deal. getting like a like a Mike Glennon deal or something. I don't know if he's going to get 15 million a year, but if it's more like five or six million, I would probably pay that for him to be the backup to Teddy Bridgewater next year. Like, oh, I, would, it, I would overpay him as a backup okay. to keep him on this roster. But what I'm but what I what I'm saying is. Could you come up with a scenario in your mind where you're starting to decide he's that guy? No. Me neither. No. <laughs> I can't either. I can't. And But I could come up with that scenario for Bridgewater. In fact, hold on. Let me add this to the pile. I have a list of the last—I went back the last seven 
NFC and AFC championship games. Here are the quarterbacks of those teams. So you want, if that's your goal, you want to get to that game. Here's generally what your quarterback looks like or who he is. Okay. And envision if Case Keenum fits among this bunch. Sure. Tom Brady, multiple trips to conference championship games. This last seven conference title games. Peyton Manning, multiple. Russell Wilson, multiple. Aaron Rodgers, multiple. Andrew Luck, Ben Roethlisberger. Cam Newton, MVP caliber season. Flacco, Carson Palmer, Matt Ryan, Eli Manning, and Colin Kaepernick. Of those 12 quarterbacks, at least five are Hall of Fame bound. At least five. Brady, Peyton, Russell Wilson, I think, eventually goes to the Hall of Fame. Aaron Rodgers, um, Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Famer. And then you could debate like Eli Manning and whatever like Andrew Luck would become. Yep. Another two or three of them aren't Hall of Fame, but have played at MVP levels to get to that game. Not like pretty good levels, but MVP levels. Well, Cam yeah, Newton, Newton for sure. Matt Ryan, Andrew Luck. And so the worst of the bunch, Flacco, Kaepernick. But that was a different Kaepernick. And that was a Ka- Maybe Eli. And that was a Kaepernick in an offense that was designed and at the time frustrated defenses to fit him perfectly. Yeah. And so I think I'm not just gonna cast Case Keenum aside. It's like I, I just think that Bridgewater, if healthy, or Bradford if healthy, has a better upside and chance to be taking you to that conference championship game than Case Keenum. Yes, and if so. a team and if a team comes along and is interested in Teddy, I am going to say to myself, I really want to know more because I might s- sign him long term. If a team comes in irresponsibly, which could happen, offers Keenum a big contract, I'm out. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it based on any I can't in good conscience based on what I've seen this year say, you know what, this might be worth a three year starter type investment. Yeah. I couldn't. Yep, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do and and where the chips fall with that quarterback situation. Let's come back. We we dove into what happened in that wild game off the top of the show, and you ranted for like a good five minutes about Matt Dumba and the turnover and the bad stretch of games. I think we need to have, I think we need to talk is what I'm saying. I think we need to have a conversation about your favorite team in town and what to expect here going forward. You, you weren't there last night. You didn't see what this I saw. This is an intervention. You didn't see what I saw. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. 